witches. I'm Felicia. And I'm Holly. Join us as we embark on a journey to discover the ins and outs of witchcraft and what it means to be a witch in today's world. Grab your grimoires, your crystals, and a hot cup of tea, and let's get get spooky. Well, hey, Felicia. Hey, girl. Oh, fuck. I'm tired, man. I'm talking like I, I'm not insomnia tired, but like I'm just like life has exhausted me lately. Yeah, but. I feel that. I feel that in the the core of my soul. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Honestly, this year I was talking about it with Alex the other day and this year has just been fucking hectic. And yeah. like, it's just like, it seems like never ending. You know what I mean? Like in, in good ways and in bad ways, right? Like it's busy in terms of like your wedding our wedding, the honeymoon. And then, you know, recently we had a death in the family. So that was like, you know, there's a lot to do for that side as well. And then on top of Mm -hmm. it, each one of these events are like, not just like busy in terms of like, oh, I have a ton of shit to do, but it's like emotionally draining on top of it. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, can you believe it's almost Halloween already? No. It feels crazy. It feels so crazy. It's like the month has just like flown by. I know, right? Yeah. Wild. I'm so excited for Halloween though. I'm so excited. We have our uh we have our house set up as uh this year's theme is like AHS freak show meets like demented circus. So nice. It's a cute. It's cute. It's gonna I be like spooky. That. And Alex and I got really creepy clown costumes, so we're going to be wandering around outside of our house while people are <laughs> coming up for <Jesus>. candy. <laughs> it's going to be a good time. you have any plans for this weekend? This weekend? Yes, we're going... Well, just one. We're going to go see a movie that we've been waiting for for nice. a while. So, yeah, new Halloween movie. It's called Terrifier 2. And Ooh. it's... Uh, if anybody out there is afraid of clowns... Or if anybody wants to be afraid of clowns, this is the movie to do it with. And I mean, technically, the character, his name is Art the Clown, but technically he's not a clown. He's a mime kind of thing. Okay. But it's got all of the best elements. It's got gore. It's got great cinematography. Also, Art the Clown doesn't say a fucking word, which just makes it even creepier because the actor's body language is 10 out of 10 creepy. Yeah. It's fantastic. Nice. Highly would recommend <laughs> if you want a good gory, scary Halloween movie or just horror movie in general. Terrifier. Yeah. Mwah, chef's kiss. And if the second one is even remotely as good as the first one, it's going to be great. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. Nice. What about you? <laughs> I've got too much happening this weekend. Uh, tonight, one of our neighbors is hosting a Halloween party. So we're going to swing by there. Nice. And then tomorrow, my sister-in-law and her husband host the Halloween party. Yes. Yes. Everyone, they do the one they do every year. And then uh, Sunday should be... A relatively calm day. Yeah. And then on Monday, we're going trick-or-treating with my niece and nephew. So. Wow. Busy weekend. Fucking. Woo. Busy, busy. It's fine. Everything's, it's fine. everything's I, fine. I'm exhausted just actually talking about it right now. So. <laughs> Um, it'll be great. It'll be great. I feel that. <laughs> I feel it. Oh, yeah. Oh, and we're doing pumpkins after dark. I forgot about that. Nice. Well, with all of our fun Halloween festivities coming up, I mean, it seems only right that this is our spooktacular Halloween special, spooky listener episode, combination Just spooky mashup. stories. Yeah. Stories of the spookiness. Right? We couldn't couldn't do October without 
a spooky stories episode. Exactly. Literally, just cancel us. If we did that, just cancel us. (laughs) (laughs) Shut the podcast down. It's not worth it anymore. We don't know what we're doing. (laughs) I mean, here's the thing. Have we ever known what we're doing, though? No, but that's the beauty of it. (laughs) I've I've learned to find the beauty in the chaos, Holly. You taught me that. (laughs) (laughs) So so this week's or this times, I don't know. We don't do it every month, but biannual spooky story. (laughs) Quarterly. (laughs) Our quarterly spooky stories. (laughs) Yeah. Ish. (laughs) Give or take. (laughs) Um, But this round of spooky stories, we have a bit of a mix of listener stories as well as some spooky stories I found online. Yes. Because um, we just didn't get enough. Well, and I wanted to up the the freak out factor a little bit. I I agree. I kind of (laughs) did. I kind of did the same thing. So I have a listener story. Yeah. Then I have a story that I find kind of creepy, and then we've got a haunted house story. So it's kind of a Sick. a mixture, right? Sick. Which I think is kind of the the same same thing you went for. <laughs> yeah. 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 So it should be good. I want to give a special shout out to uh, hyperfocus underscore Wonderland on Instagram, who suggested that we did the Bell Witch Cave story, but <laughs> we have already done that on episode 50. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to give them a shout out for thank you for the suggestion, but not right now. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love that. I love that they reached out about the Bell Witch. That's so yeah. cool. Yeah. <laughs> 10 out of 10 recommend episode 50 if you like the Bell Witch. Let us know. Yes. Take a listen. Let us know what you think. <laughs> That's but, awesome. Uh, yeah. I just wanted to to shout that out real quick because that was funny. That's awesome. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Um, My brother had a spooky story for me. Um, <gasps> Vaguely. No way. He never wrote it down. He did not record it. He just told it to me. So this is me retelling it to you off of memory. Okay. Telephone game. Let's do it. Let's go telephone game. (laughs) So (laughs) we are really well planned this week. We've had a good week, guys. (laughs) I mean, to say this might be the most productive week we've ever had. Can't even get it out without laughing. <laughs> I can truly say we are not even firing on half cylinders today. No, it's fine. It's a anyways. <laughs> welcome to the struggle bus. Two tickets yeah. round trip. <laughs> <laughs> That's the scariest thing this whole episode. <laughs> it's my sleep deprivation. <laughs> oh no! Too funny. Okay, go ahead with your story. I'll stop interrupting. That's okay. <laughs> I think it's great. Um. So. Darren had a friend in high school whose father was a priest. Okay. So that's fun, right? (laughs) Yeah. So Darren, the other day, said to me, he's like, oh, did I ever tell you why so-and-so's dad became a priest? And I was like, he wasn't a priest his whole life. Mm And Okay. Like, you know, like so-and-so's whole life kind of thing, right? Shall we call him Todd for the sake of the story? Sure. Whatever. Todd. He was like, well, no, he became a priest because he was actually working at like a mental health facility. Okay. And he was like, well, so the reason why he became a priest is because at the facility that he worked at, they had someone... Um, admitted who he swears to this day was possessed. Oh, 
wild. And Darren said that he had seen her do things that no girl should be capable of doing no matter what their mental state was in. Okay. Wow. And it freaked him out so much that he left that profession entirely. And became a priest. Became a priest. Holy fuck. Could you imagine what he probably saw this woman do? To fucking spook you that bad and get you out? Like, oh man. Right? The only only solution is jesus <laughs> this the woman only needs solution jesus. is god <laughs> like i gotta say man i gotta see something real freaky for that to be my only solution right that's like- <laughs> yeah i'd be interested in knowing if todd the priest yeah um was a religious person prior and then just like really kind of leaned in to religion as a way to like mm. explain because yeah. it does make sense like we've talked about this so many times on the podcast that like if you truly believe in like heaven and a god that means that you therefore then must believe in hell yes. right and yeah. even in um the newest movie about ed and lorraine uh warren like their conversations it's about yeah. this you know witch if you will a dark witch doing stuff blah 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 and someone gets cursed and and they actually used it in a court trial where they said you know you make us come in here and swear on the hand like put our hands on the bible and swear to god that we are like not lying and that we're telling the truth which means like mm-hmm. this court fundamentally believes in the existence of god therefore you should believe in the existence of hell and demons yeah right so it's like that's fair logic Absolutely. right i mean like you can't have one without the other you can't believe in half of something and not the other half of it right no so- exactly It's really interesting. I would be interested to see if he was like a really religious man who like was like, that's Satan. Yep. Jesus, here I come. Fuck this shit. I'm out. (laughs) Fuck this shit. I'm out. (laughs) For real. That was probably the exact... (laughs) <laughs> the exact thought process yeah, all ex- that happened and he was like absolutely not <laughs> <laughs> nope yeah um literally wanna- not today satan <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, so thank you, Darren, for putting in the absolute minimum effort. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Darren. We appreciate you. Love you. (laughs) He's my brother. I have to give him a hard time. (laughs) (laughs) Birthright. uh, Exactly. Who's uh, your spooky story from this week? So this is from a a close friend. Uh, I'm... 99% 99% sure they're also a listener of the podcast. They asked not to be named. So I'm okay. just going to leave them as, let's call them Josh for the sake okay. of the podcast here, for the sake of the story. So Josh sent in this story and said, our old house was on a corner and in lieu of a backyard, we had a side yard with a small deck that wrapped around the back of the house. Just to give you context about the location of this story, the dining room had patio doors that led out to the back and we would have barbecues and such back there with family and friends all the time. When I was about 14, we only had one desktop computer in the house and one laptop that the family would use. My brother and I would fight over the desktop constantly because that's where Diablo 2 was installed, (laughs) which we can all relate. (laughs) Yes. So I would use the laptop to write my music. On one particular night, my brother had a friend over and they were downstairs doing whatever and I was in the dining room table on the laptop writing music as I normally did on an evening like this. Mm-hmm. As I ra- as I was wrapped up in my writing, I didn't pay much attention to my surroundings or whoever was around me. 
I heard a knock on the patio door, which kind of startled me. I looked up expecting to see my brother or his friend. Um, and then in brackets, it says the basement door had a door that led to the back deck as well. So it wouldn't okay. be uncommon for them to come up through the back and be at the back door there. Yeah. Standing at the door and waving at me was a person. I could not tell the sex or the age of this person. All I can tell you was that they were tall and they were wearing a pig mask. No. <laughs> no. I don't like that. No. Nope. Pig mask. Thinking what does you- that remind me of? Saw? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yikes. No, thank you. Thinking it was my brother or his friend, I mouthed good one and gave the person the middle finger and walked away. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's a classic sibling response. Classic. 100%. Right. He's my brother. I have to give him a hard time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. As soon as they left, I went downstairs to give them shit. And to my surprise and my dismay, they were both sitting on the couch playing PlayStation. They swore up and down that it wasn't either of them that were at Ugh. the door. And there was no way one of them could have time to get downstairs unmask and hide it and get to the couch before I came downstairs. To this day, I still have no idea who it was that was knocking and waving at my back door in a pig <laughs> mask. I chills. Hate, I hate that chills. and I also love that. Like, get fucked, man. I don't know who you are. Could you imagine Fucking them being like... sit on it and rotate, man. <laughs> Could you imagine? Good one. Good one, idiot. <laughs> Fuck ah. you. Walks away. Oh, my God. <laughs> Crazy. Oh. Crazy. Right? Wow. I couldn't even. I could. What would you do? What would you do? I'd be, da- I'd be like, well, I'm hanging I out would, with you guys for the rest of the night. Yeah. I'd be like, uh, should we call... Uh, depending on how old they are, should we call our parents? Should we call the police? <laughs> if that wasn't you guys, then that means somebody's outside the house in a pig mask yeah. trying to get in. Yeah. Knocking on the door and waving to me. Like we're Someone friends. in a pig mask in the middle of... Was it day- daytime or nighttime? I think it was the evening. Let me just... Let me r- quickly read through again here. Yeah, it says on one particular night. So I'm going to assume okay, it's so nighttime. nighttime. No one is lurking around people's homes at night in a pig mask doing good deeds ill intent <laughs> yeah. no it's like hey i sweeped yeah. up your leaves don't need to pay me <laughs> oh hey what? i just gotta clear the snow for you <laughs> right like yeah. no 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 one's doing that without ill intent no absolutely not <laughs> my god <laughs> crazy though i read that and i was like oh dear god <laughs> I'd be hanging out with my brother and his friend the rest of the night if that was me. Yeah, I'd be like, I would not leave. Nope. We uh, Goodbye. this this is the three amigos tonight trio, yeah. right? Yeah, I am not sleeping in my room. <laughs> <laughs> I will sleep on the floor. I do not care. I yeah. am hanging out with you guys. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so good right, one. Thank well, you so much, Josh, for sending that story into us. We appreciate yeah. it. Creepy. Great. And hopefully you never saw them again. <laughs> fingers crossed yeah well so this next story i pulled off of reddit (laughs) perfect (laughs) because uh we gotta have fucking content bitches (laughs) bitches and you guys refuse to send your spooky stories to us (laughs) y'all did not get your ass in gear (laughs) i thought we weren't firing on all cylinders (laughs) october's been tough for everyone apparently (laughs) it truly has honestly i don't blame (laughs) y'all 
<laughs> so the next three stories that I have, anyways, I pulled off of our paranormal encounters on Reddit. Ooh, I love that. Mm-hmm. This sounds uh, like it's going to be good. It's it's a good one. So <laughs> the uh, subject line of this one is, I am no longer a skeptic. My wife and I stayed in an Airbnb that was a house built in 1901 in an old mining town in Arizona. The experiences we had made us leave a day early at 3.30 a.m. Already no. <laughs> you, you left ready? at 3 a.m.? A witching 3 hour? 3.30 a.m. They yeah. were like, this is enough. I'm out. So... <laughs> let's get into it there is a town called bisbee in arizona it is a small town tucked into the mountains near the mexican border less than 20 miles away from the famed town of tombstone great name for a town right off the bat tombstone i'm pretty sure has one of the largest and most haunted prisons in history oh i have to take a look at this if i am correct i'm pretty sure i'm going to check immediately after recording i am going to go look this up (laughs) Uh, don't at me if i'm wrong (laughs) obviously other than alcatraz actually i gotta say that obviously other than alcatraz (laughs) footnote (laughs) so a brief history copper and other valuable minerals were discovered in bisbee in 1877 and a mining camp sprung up the population swelled significantly over the next couple of decades and at one point the population there was bigger than san francisco oh wow it was a huge 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 population yeah so the problem was that they crammed this population into what is effectively a canyon oh wow the town is literally built into the sides of the canyon with front door steps leading into your neighbor's roof in the (laughs) lot below. Amazing. With the population surge came crime, disease, sanitation issues. Of course. Etc. Typical. Yeah. Planning. Poor planning issues. Exactly. Right. Not to mention the toxic fumes and smoke that came with the mining operations. Yep. People were making money hand over fist while living in absolute squalor and misery for quite some time. (laughs) They mined there continuously until 1974 and dug one of the largest open pit mines in America. Oh, wow. When the copper ran out, the mining company up and left and basically sold the whole town back to the townspeople and they turned it into a fun, artsy, hippie party town. I love that. Right? I love that. Some... World-renowned artists live there, including the comedian Doug Stanhope. I have no idea who that is. (laughs) The famed comedian that none of us know. Whatever. It's fine. Uh Anyways, to the story. This year was the third year in a row that my wife and I had gone down there for the 4th of July. The trip has become sort of a tradition for us. This year, we stayed in an Airbnb that was first built in 1901. <laughs> it was a 121-year-old house. Yeah, my brother-in-law's That's house. My brother-in-law's house is like that. Really? Yeah, it was built in the 1920s, and it freaks me the fuck out sometimes. <laughs> yeah. This house was actually one of the first houses built on the main street through town. Cute. I'd like to preface that overall, I've always been a skeptic when it comes to the paranormal. I've always found it entertaining, but felt that ultimately it was probably bullshit. My wife also felt the same way. It would take a very concrete experience for me to fully believe. That sounds like my husband. It does. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, let me tell you about my experiences over the past couple days and nights that has changed my outlook quite a bit. 
I'm concerned. I'm concerned. Uh oh. <laughs> I literally like read the title of these and I was like, yep, picking that one. Yeah. <laughs> Thank so you very I much. Have, I'm experiencing this for the first time with you. So <laughs> Amazing. So the first evening we were there, we were just kind of milling about deciding what we were going to do for the evening. I was in the kitchen and I distinctly heard footsteps on the hardwood floors. I hate that. Well, especially in those old houses, they're normally made with like oak flooring or something and they squeak like fuck. Well, and just like old houses didn't have the same kind of insulation and therefore the sound, like the sound insulation and um, noise cancellation wasn't wasn't the same then as it is now. So like you could hear footsteps from one side of the house all the way on the other side of the house. Correct. a fucking problem. Correct. Because there was no noise cancellation. Yep. I absolutely thought my wife was walking up behind me and even felt the presence of someone there. <laughs> nope. I turned around and there was no one there and she was laying in bed on her phone. We chalked it up to leftover thunder from a storm that had just passed or maybe some old plumbing. Mm-hmm. Typical. Typical mm-hmm. scientific explanation. God, there's always a reason for everything. The negatively charged electrons were moving throughout the atmosphere. (laughs) But later that night, when we were getting into bed, we were plugging our phones in and testing out light switches and such. I switched my light on and we both heard a weird scratching sound on slash in the wall. What the I fuck? even jokingly said, damn, I hope that's not wires arcing in the wall or something. Or like mice or something, you know? Mice or, you know, anything. Something in the wall in general. Yeah. <laughs> but it definitely wasn't wires arcing, as I'm familiar with that sound. But the sound was definitely along the same line. So, yeah, concerning. Concerning. The next morning at breakfast, my wife mentions that she had trouble sleeping because of very vivid and intense nightmares that took place in the house. Holy shit. She said they were those type of dreams where you're not sure if you're awake or asleep. Yep. It was enough to visibly shake her, and she's not an easily shaken woman. The next night rolls around, and we go to bed around 10 p.m. or so. I drifted off to sleep for what felt like maybe 30 minutes or so before I was woken up by multiple itchy slash ticklish feelings all over my body, like pins and needles (sighs) all over his body. Fuck that. At first, I chalked it up to my sensitive skin against the sheets that I'm not used to. That's fair. I can relate to that. I can relate to that. Right? And then he continues, I've had that happen before, but this time it felt different. Every time I would scratch the spot where I had the feeling, it would instantly move to another part of my body. (laughs) Nope. It, It felt like someone was intentionally trying to aggravate me. I had also slept in the same bed a few times before this with no issue, right? Because this is the second night. Yep. Dealing with this made me toss and turn for a couple hours until I finally had it and got up to find my wife awake as well. She was having the same nightmares as the night before and couldn't sleep. Oh, fuck that, dude. No, anybody that has reoccurring nightmares, like reoccurring vivid nightmares, pack it up. We out. (laughs) Yeah, right? Yeah. She also had a deep uneasiness about the mirrors hung around the house. Oh, yep. Time to mirrors. time to cleanse and lock those mirrors. Now that we were awake, she went out onto the porch to have a smoke, and I stayed in bed scrolling through my phone. And while I was doing this, I saw a person 
walk across the foot of my bed nope. out of the corner of my eye. Nope. Nope. <laughs> I also felt the presence of someone walking in. The airflow from the AC even changed slightly. Fuck all of this. <laughs> it was vivid enough that I 110% thought it was my wife walking into the room. And my stomach sank like a rock when I realized she was still out on the porch. <laughs> I thought it might have been a glare from my phone, but I tried to recreate it every which way and I was unable to. I could to. just imagine it too. Like I'm I'm thinking like what Alex would do and he'd do that. He'd yeah. be like, oh, it must be like a weird shadow or yeah. the lighting or let me try yeah. and redo it. Yeah. Wild. With both of us being unable to sleep, we started talking about stuff. Now, mind you, we rarely, if ever, argue or fight, and we definitely don't get angry, and things don't typically get heated, especially over topics like the ones we were discussing. As mm-hmm. the conversation went on, the we- this weird negative energy started to develop, and the conversation started turning south. Oh. We both kind of snapped out of it, thought about the events leading up to this, and decided to pack up and get the fuck out of there. As we were leaving, my wife went back in to grab one last thing and heard multiple footsteps around her and had the distinct feeling she was being chased out. We drove back to Tucson in the dead of night (laughs) and (laughs) we sat there in a state of shock about what we had experienced. Yeah, I don't fucking blame, I don't blame them. Man, if if I felt that, I would be out too. No, thank you. Trust your gut, man. Honestly. Honestly. Like that is, oof. Big oof energy. If anything that we have like learned over the last year, like if I've learned anything over the last year of doing this, it's like intuition is everything. Yeah. Always trust your gut. Your your spidey senses are there for a reason. Yeah. (laughs) And just uh, focus on them. Absolutely. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Fuck all that. Nope. Nope. Big yikes. Well, it kind of reminds me of, uh, I don't know if you've seen, there's this new Netflix series out right now. It's called 28 Days Haunted. No, I haven't seen that. You should check it out if you want. Um, Basically, they're trying to test Ed and Lorraine Warren's theory about the 28-day paranormal cycle. So they have three paranormal uh, investigative like uh, crews and they blindfold them and bring them to a haunted location and they tell them nothing about the haunted location and they have 28 days to try and figure out the story and like connect with whatever's happening in this these locations and one of the crews they want to do a mirror scry and they each team has like a what they call a sensitive yeah which is basically like a medium an intuitive medium something like that somebody who is highly sensitive to they're really they're mediums right yeah yeah. For lack of better terminology, they're mediums. And there's this one medium who is like, I am not fucking doing this scry. Like, I can feel the energy in here. And she's like, I don't care what you guys think or what you guys say, but like, nobody is going to be able to help me if I bring this shit home with me. Yeah. And so she went in and locked all the mirrors. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and I was like, yes, yes, girl. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Speaking of like ghost hunting, whatever, I've been seeing a lot more videos recently with this new method called the S the SB Estes Estes yes Estes probably method. Yeah. Um, have you heard of it? It sounds fucking freaky. Yeah. So in this show, this is a method that they use. Oh, and they do they do it. Yeah, they use the S's method. Okay. It's fucking crazy. At one of them, they have two of the paranormal investigators beside each other doing it, and they're, like, repeating the same shit at the same time. 
almost oh, fucking creepy yeah it's fucking nuts you should watch it it's it's really good i might have to yeah I definitely might have to it's one of those things cool. too that you can like put on in the back while you're doing dishes and shit yeah yeah neat but you should watch it it's fucking crazy hmm. yeah but yeah it just reminded me when you said the mirrors in this story about yeah. about watching it the other day I was like, yeah, fucking, if you're feeling like the mirrors aren't even cool there, like, nah, I'm good. Right? Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah. All right. Well, the next story I have is um, one that I've kind of put together after reading multiple sources. Okay. So it's not from the perspective of the person telling it, but more so the perspective of uh, of me telling you the story. <laughs> so okay. this story is a story of the Ife family. So the Ife family were known to their North London community of Enfield as a charismatic Christian family who were members of the Jesus Sanctuary Ministries. Okay, so, so okay. Yeah, so in August 2016, 26-year-old Kennedy Ife began acting strange after becoming ill from a Chinese buffet he had eaten the night before. Oh. So a seemingly normal pain in his throat alongside some stomach issues not long after his symptoms began could be chalked up to something as simple as food poisoning, right? Mm -hmm. So it was believed that maybe he had a little bit of food poisoning. He wasn't feeling good. You know, he was looking a little pale, right? A little weak. Yeah. So his family just thought maybe, okay, he's got some kind of stomach bug. So as these physical symptoms began to appear, so did emotional and changes in, in his just like daily behavior. Mm. So over the next couple days, Kennedy became weaker and began complaining of a seed that he believed was in his stomach. Later on, he would start to claim that this seed was actually a snake that was growing inside of him and that he would ask his family members to help him extract it from inside of him. Oh. Right? So his family's like, okay, what is this? Is this like delirium? from like a flu, like what's happening here, right? Mm -hmm. So his behavior continued to get increasingly more erratic and aggressive and finally led Kennedy to biting his father, Dr. Kenneth Ife. Like not just like a little bite, like almost like flesh tearing bites. Oh. Yeah. Oh. So um, he not only attacked his father, Dr. Kenneth Ife, but he also began attacking his five brothers that lived in the family home with them as well. Um. Five brothers, Jesus Yeah, Christ. so it's a family of eight. So there's mother, father, and six children. Jesus. Kennedy is one of them. His mother, Josephine Ife, had barricaded herself in the master bedroom one night during one of these violent outbursts from Kennedy. And soon after barricading herself, Kennedy began charging and slamming into the door head first in an attempt to access her until Ooh. his brothers finally were capable of stopping him. Holy fuck. Right? So scary. So Kennedy, who's becoming more sick each day, would begin talking to his family about the mark of the beast that he believed had been put on him and oh, asked God. for God. God's forgiveness. Uh -oh. One of his brothers would tell a story of Kennedy threatening self-mutilation by attempting to cut off his own genitals one day. Oh, no. Yeah. After these increasingly violent attacks, the family became more and more convinced that Kennedy was possessed by an evil spirit. And this was the beginning of the family's three-day exorcism of Kennedy Ife. Shit. <laughs> yes. It was then that his family restrained Kennedy 
in the living room of the home using cable ties, rope, and handcuffs. And over a period of three days, they would periodically restrain him and then let him go and restrain him and let him go because his personality would keep changing. So he'd be okay and he'd be talking and asking for forgiveness and seem kind of pretty normal, right? Like he would just be like lying on the couch as though he had a flu. And then out of nowhere, it was like he was a different person and would begin attacking his family. So they would have to put him under restraint again when he all of a sudden would have these like massive outbursts. What the fuck? So his family did not see this as a medical emergency, but rather a spiritual emergency. So they did not call London's 999 emergency line, which is the equivalent to 911 here in North America. Instead, they called a priest. Exactly. The family's ministers came to their home and began praying over Kennedy. So because the family, I I said in the beginning of the story, they were very involved in the church and just like the ministries around them. So Josephine, the mother, had reached out to some of her friends within the community who were ministers. And they had multiple ministers coming in every day performing like spiritual ceremonies and praying over him at different intervals of the day. It was said that the family had many spiritual leaders come into their home and lead prayer sessions while Kennedy's family restrained him or while he was out of restraints. There is even a story where one of the ministers had come in and Kennedy was just sitting on his phone texting like normally. And then later that day, he had another massive outburst while another spiritual leader was there and had to be restrained again. So it was like, it was like these like roller coaster of, of his behavior. Right? Yeah. One of the Ife brothers explained that during one of their morning prayer sessions, when he was not restrained, Kennedy shot up as though he was going to attack someone again, but instead began gnawing at his own wrists so fiercely that it took his five brothers to restrain him once again. Oh. Yeah. To prevent him causing more harm to himself. Oh, yikes. Right? Okay. crazy. So at 9 a.m. that morning, one of his brothers called 999 seeking medical attention for Kennedy. After he had come down from this like gnawing at his wrist, he began to complain of dehydration. So his brother called 999, asked for an ambulance to come. Paramedics were immediately dispatched to the Ife home. And upon their arrival, Kennedy had succumbed to his newly developed breathing issues. So he was fine. And then the next morning, he had these like really severe breathing issues where he like couldn't breathe. And he was pronounced dead at 1017 that morning. What the fuck? Yeah. So while police were at the house, Colin Ife, one of Kennedy's brothers, attempted a resurrection by chanting prayers over him while the police were investigating. Ooh, <laughs> all yeah, seven going to work. All seven of Kennedy Ife's family members were accused of manslaughter false imprisonment and causing or allowing the death of a vulnerable adult yeah in a post-mortem examination revealed over 60 severe wounds all over kennedy's body along with wounds on his father and all five brothers holy shit inflicted by kennedy yeah dr kenneth ife told jurors uh that he had ordered his sons to take shifts and use overwhelming force if necessary on kennedy but denied any association with cults occults or secret societies in playing a role in Kennedy's death. After a four-day hmm. jury deliberation, all seven family members were cleared of charges. All ministers to this day within the Ife circle believe that Kennedy was possessed. So what do you think? Was it a possession <sighs> or was it murder? Both? Can it be both? I feel like it should be both. <laughs> right? Yeah. I f- yeah. Mm. 
I know it's difficult, right? Because what do you do in that situation? Like, I understand, like, maybe from your perspective as somebody who works with victim services and mental health, your first suggestion would be get them into a mental health clinic. Yeah, get them assessed at the very least you right. know like especially what he was saying like in terms of like got the mark of the devil i've got the, like like there's the snake in his stomach and the yeah, self-mutilation so and the hallucinations right he's having hallucinations in that regard yeah i guess it comes back to again is it the supernatural or is it schizophrenia and yep. it's <laughs> it's true it's a very common theme with what we see yeah and there are cases where it is supernatural and there are cases where it is schizophrenia and trying to figure out what one's what is sometimes the most challenging aspect of it but here we have a case where they're trying to treat him spiritually right yep with like calling a priest and and all that Mm -hmm. but they're not assessing the possibility that medical side schizophrenia right and then he winds up dying because they were probably withholding food from him. They were probably withholding water from him. They were, you know, he was tied up. He was self-harming, which it can be a symptom of schizophrenia or it could also be from like autism or whatever it might of- be. Hallucinations, manic episodes. Exactly. There's all sorts of other things that can cause someone to, to self-harm. Yeah. I don't know. That's a tough one. Just crazy That's- though. I read this story and I-, I thought it was a good one to tell because it happened happened recently yeah right and it's just interesting because like you said is it like we've said a few times here on the podcast is it (laughs) supernatural or is it schizophrenia right like yeah it's so it's just one of those really difficult i don't know i was reading it and when i read this i was like oh i have to tell this story oh yeah absolutely and it's interesting to hear that he you know had eight siblings yes six five five there were six kids in total so five siblings okay yeah i feel like hmm i wonder where on the the age range where he was he was third third yeah so there was i believe two older than he was and three younger okay yeah hmm interesting yeah right and they were all in their like i think the oldest was like 33 and the youngest yeah. was like 21, yeah. something like that, 22. Hmm. So it just, and it just seems strange that it would, and this was over a span of like, it began like August 16th and he passed away on August 22nd. So this yeah. was in like five, Very six quick. days, right? Yeah. Like out of nowhere, totally fine. And then just a complete 180. But if he was sick too, right? Like he was complaining of stomach issues and uh, throat throat pains right yeah so what if i mean like if they were withholding food and withholding water and if he had nausea like vomiting or diarrhea and then all of a sudden he aspirates on his own vomit and then he has a hard time breathing because of that and then winds up dying because he's both dehydrated and he aspirated on his own vomit yep could be a combination of things right yeah all sorts of issues there yeah um that's sad. Sad for the whole family, right? Like, yeah. Very sad for the whole family. You know, when they but, did what they thought was best for him in mm-hmm. terms of their faith, right? So it's just one of those yeah. uh, those difficult, difficult ones, but interesting nonetheless, I thought. Just yeah. to see somebody kind of, um, I just, I thought it was so interesting to see someone flip like that in a matter of days. Uh, it's, Do it you know what I like mean? It can be like a light switch, right? Yeah, so really. Yeah. I, I don't discredit the possibility of of real possessions and real oh yeah demons and all that like i absolutely do not discredit any sort of possibility of that regard but we always need to make sure that we're double checking triple checking checking 
and making sure that there's not a logical scientific explanation yeah agreed right agreed that's sad Mm -hmm. but also spooky but also spooky (laughs) yeah (laughs) i know it was kind of that uh i was like i like this one because it's teetering on the edge of like reality versus yeah you know fantasy in a way yeah do you know what i mean on the edge of what category our podcast goes under yes true time (laughs) or spirituality a little bit of both (laughs) we love all things spooky Well, speaking of uh, demons, this one is also from Perfect Segue. Um the our uh paranormal encounters. Yes, subreddit. The, the subreddit. Uh the title of this one is Demonic People in Public, a mother and her two sons. <laughs> so these titles are just excellent. I figured I would include this, like the title, subject line, whatever you want to call it, because I think it's great. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. This was a short one. So back in 2009, my girlfriend at the time and I were on our way back from a road trip and stopped off at a Baskin Robbins to grab coffee. Okay. It was like a half Baskin Robbins, half Dunkin' Donuts. Apparently they have that in the States. And they I'm do. <laughs> I am jealous. It's like our Wendy's Tim Hortons combos. I feel like Baskin Robbins Dunkin' Donuts is a far better combo. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> like far better. Remember when that Tim Hortons in uh, Edmonton was half Tim Hortons, half Cold Stone Creamery? I do remember right by our school. That was the fucking shit. Yeah, it was. It that was, was good. the shit. You could get ice cream and a hot coffee. Fucking A plus. Delicious. Man. Yeah. They got rid of it. It makes me sad. Anyways. <laughs> while we were waiting in line we both looked at each other and had the most unsettling feeling like we were somehow under attack alarm bells literally started going off in my head and i could tell she was feeling the same thing as i look around i notice a middle-aged blonde woman and her two sons who seemed similar in age okay the sons had blonde curly hair with hazel eyes both very normally dressed and nothing really out of the ordinary except all three of them were staring at us and smiling in a very mean-spirited hateful way yuck i don't like it okay sorry to interrupt really quickly but there's this new horror movie called smile oh yes yeah and it's literally like this like demon curse thing Uh, and it attaches uh, to you by like you looking over and someone's like smiling smiling at you yeah Mm. (laughs) literally (laughs) in the exact way that this was just described so in my mind as you're reading this i'm like oh you've been cursed We proceeded to wait in line and I glance over again. Now all three of them were making eye contact with me <laughs> and la- just laughing and snickering. <laughs> no, thank you, dude. What the fuck? Oh my God. My girlfriend, <laughs> who is notorious for calling people out when they are rude, was just creeped out the energy in the room felt entirely suppressed as if there were no oxygen left nobody else really seemed to have acknowledged them besides us and the mother and her two sons seemed to have honed in on us and knew we were creeped out by them (laughs) what the fuck I don't understand how a mother and two young boys could emit such an oppressive energy. To this day, I wonder if they were possessed in a cult or what the deal was. A little of column A, little column B. (laughs) It says, 
who were these people and why could we feel them? <laughs> no. 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 Don't like it. No. Um, what would you do? <laughs> Hello, Clarice. <laughs> what would I do? Like, actually, what would I do or what would I think I would do? Let's start with what you think you would do or what i would like to do yeah what you would like to do in the ideal situation in the ideal situation i would calmly and collect like walk. i would I, yeah i would walk up to them and be like hey is there anything i can like help you with you? <laughs> See, why are you staring like, into my soul i'm staring at you staring at me is there <laughs> something like do i have something on my teeth like what's happening here <laughs> Now, what would you actually do? I would leave. I would leave. <laughs> yeah. 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 That sounds about right. Without a doubt in my mind, I would just fucking turn tail. Bye. I don't need a coffee that bad. Do they have a drive through I'm fucking going around. <laughs> like I'm out. There's another Dunkin' a block away. Yeah. Yeah. They're on every block. They're on every street. It's fine. We'll Honestly, find another one. Yeah. I oh. don't need a coffee that bad. Oh, I totally forgot I have an appointment. I got to go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You creepy. know what? Never mind. I don't need coffee that bad. Creepy. Creepy, creepy. Also, curly. Ugh. There's something about curly-headed blonde children that I'm just like, I think maybe it's a American Horror Story Hotel where like the, the little children are vampires and they're little blonde-headed curly-fucked yeah. vampires. <laughs> so Lady in Gaga my head, babies. I'm like, yeah. So I'm literally <laughs> like, any minute Lady Gaga is going to walk out and come collect her devil children. Oh my so, gosh. <laughs> you know what I mean? So Too funny. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, this is like, and I'm like, if Alex and I ever have kids, we're going to have curly-headed blonde kids. Yeah. Yeah, so devil oh. children. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. Um, speaking of uh, that, movie you mentioned though smile did you hear about all like the guerrilla marketing they did for that incredible at like and, the like, baseball games and shit creepy yeah. yeah they would just buy like a ticket for they would just pay for someone to sit in the very front row where like the camera is there and they'll be on camera behind like a picture or like whatever and they're just fucking sitting there smiling smiling the terrifying fucking smile yeah with the shirt i think that says smile, smile. On it. yeah and like yeah. The fucking marketing on that. Whoever planned that is a goddamn genius. I'm yeah. sorry. But like, if you want to feel unnerved, yeah. watch the videos. Look at the pictures of it because it is so unnerving. Like, it is not. Well, that's it like. It just doesn't feel good, bro. No, it doesn't. <laughs> All right. So the last story I have here for us today is a story about a haunted house. So again, Ooh. teetering on the edge of uh, <laughs> what our podcast is about. <laughs> yeah. We're verging on true crime. Yeah. <laughs> so this one is called the Kasha House of Kaimuki in Hawaii. Um, oh, okay. And I'm basically going to read this story kind of verbatim from an article by Megan Shoot. So if you find the article and as you're like, hey, it's verbatim. Yeah, it is. So <laughs> come at me. Yeah. At me about it. I don't care. Yeah. So <laughs> the Hawaiian islands are famous for their incredible beaches lush landscapes, fascinating history, and some pretty crazy, scary ghost stories. Ooh. From haunted hotels and roads where you may encounter the paranormal, there are countless ghosts who have decided to make the island their permanent residence in the afterlife. Oh, okay. And while all of these ghost stories are chilling, there is 
one haunted house located in the Kamuki neighborhood of Honolulu that has an absolutely terrifying history. Okay. This might be Hawaii's (laughs) most haunted house. Okay. And the story is sure to leave you with some chills. This is the famous haunted Kaimuki house located on the corner of 8th and Harding on a foundation of two beds of lava rock, known to many as one of the most haunted places on the islands. The house itself looks relatively normal, but the story behind it is anything but. There is a creature said to live within the side of the house that is known as a kasha, a man-eating ghost from Japanese folklore. And the stories surrounding its haunting of the Kaimuki house have been extensively documented. Oh, okay. (laughs) According to therealhaunts.com, other interpretations of this monster include a ghoul who lives around crematoriums and feeds on the dead. Also, a cat-like demon from the sky who steals bodies away. However, all three versions have one thing in common— it has an insatiable hunger for blood and corpses. Oh, my God. I know. <laughs> what? Yeah, dude. <laughs> it gets better. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Many families and couples have lived or vacationed at the Kaimuki house throughout the years, only to leave due to terrifying and dangerous occurrences. The original tale tells of a young couple who moved into the home and their neighbors who, upon hearing loud bangs and crashes, suspected domestic violence and called the police. Okay, fair enough. When the police arrived, the couple claimed that they were being attacked by a force that they couldn't see. The claims were never followed up on because nothing could have ever been proven. And the family eventually ended up dying in the home. Oh, no. And they couldn't figure it out. So in 1940... The whole family? The, the couple. Okay. Yeah. But still, like, both of them. I believe so, yeah. Together? I believe so. At the same so. time? Like, not one after the other, but it was, like, together? Like, I'll have to double check, but I'm I'm pretty okay. sure. So from basic Sorry. understanding of it, that's what I, th- I think happened. Okay. Fair enough. Then again, in 1942, police officers were called to the house by a woman who kept repeating, she's trying to kill my children. Upon entering the house, the officers could do nothing more than watch in horror as the three children were levitated slapped and hurled across the room by an invisible force (laughs) and it's like in in the police reports (laughs) okay the okay yeah the incident was even featured in the local newspaper supposedly a young boy detected an odor of ghost in the home enraging the kasha and resulting in a vicious attack against the family and law enforcement officials 30 years later, a young girl was reportedly attacked by an invisible force in the house yet again. She immediately went to hide in her car, which was parked outside, but the spirit followed her. No. The account is detailed in a news article, which you can find online. And while many sources discuss the strangulation, we're unable to corroborate the article. So basically, she says that, like, this article says that she was being attacked in the house, slapped, levitated, pushed around, shoved. So she, like, runs out of the house, gets into her car, and then is, like, strangled in the car by this entity. Yeah, Like, just in time to get away and and tell the tale of it. Ugh. Nope. Yeah. So regardless, if a haunting makes it into the newspaper, there has to be some truth to the story. Right? That's true. That, that's got to be true, right? right? I mean, 
There are several possible explanations for these paranormal encounters, the first of which is a twist on the story above about a child being killed, was actually that of a father who killed his two children and his wife in the home. The wife and son's bodies were buried in the backyard, but the corpses of the daughter was never found. What? (laughs) Yeah. So there's a second tale, and it's a story that tells of a lesbian couple in which one of the women became involved with a man. Once he discovered the girlfriend's secret that she was in a, a, a also a lesbian relationship, the man killed her, his wife, and himself within the Kamuki house. What the fuck? Yeah. There is no evidence of either of these stories actually taking place, but we'll assume that because the Kasha has an insatiable appetite for human blood and their corpses that they were eaten. So that's the story because we can't find, they can't find any proof, but it's like this folklore that's told about the Kaimuki house. And that that's the, wild. that the reason their bodies were never found was because the demon ate them. So the Yucky. original Kaimuki house was torn down during the summer of 2016 and is currently in the construction phase of a new property. So it doesn't exist anymore as of 2016. But hmm. my follow-up to that would be, do you think that the new house built on the Kaimuki house property will be haunted. Absolutely, without a doubt. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, me too. Not even a question in my mind. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, why the fuck would you touch that house? I would have sealed it, locked it, left it, turned it into like an Ed and Lorraine kind of museum. Burn it down. Salt the earth. Salt the earth. (laughs) Walk away. Yeah. Leave it alone. Let it be barren and dead. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Nothing should grow there. Nothing should be there. Yeah. So... I really kind of fell in love with this Kaimuki house story. Okay. So I eventually would love to do like a full feature episode. Like a full feature episode on it and of the Kasha spirit, like what the Kasha spirit is in Japanese culture. You know, I mean, like really that ties in with the Fae. Yes. Which is a fit. Yeah. With what we do. So yeah. So I'm going to try. I think I might try and find a way to kind of include it and talk about Mm -hmm. what the Kasha is because I, as I was putting this together and like reading these articles, I was like, holy fuck, I love this. <laughs> <laughs> this one's spooky. I love this story. <laughs> so spooky. Yeah. Okay. Well, I also have one last one. So the title of this one is Experiences and Encounters by a Police Officer. Oh. So it starts off with, I've been in law enforcement for seven years and have three situations worth sharing. Oh, that's cool. So it's a three in one. We love this. Worth sharing. So (laughs) this person has seen some shit. Yes. First, I responded to an apartment for a wellness check on an older lady who hadn't shown up to work for two days. Oh. And ended up getting inside to find the lady deceased. It happens. Oh. Yep, it does. Uh, I've been in the apartment for about 15 minutes by myself and waiting for a supervisor to respond. During that time, I was searching for next of kin info for uh, notification and nothing strange occurred until I found her phone in her purse and started looking through recent calls and found a frequently called contact. My supervisor okay. showed up and asked if I found next of kin and I said well there's someone she's called frequently in her phone log it could be a son or a daughter at that time the smoke detector beeped not chirped but beeped twice okay my supervisor and I looked at the smoke detector and didn't notice any flashing to indicate a dying battery and my supervisor said try calling the number and see if it's a son or a relative yeah again the smoke detector beeped not chirped oh 
No, thank you. I called the person from the call log and it was indeed her son. Mm-hmm. I was on scene for another two hours processing the scene, waiting for a medical examiner, paperwork, etc. Yeah, makes sense. I was in and out of the apartment during this time and the smoke detector did not beep again. So, so it was almost like answering like a, it, answering yeah. them like, oh, I wonder if this is her son. Boop, boop. Yeah. Like, exactly. Yes. One for no, two for yes kind of exactly. thing. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Nope. You're like, great. Great, great, great. <laughs> great. She died, in actually, a, she died in a haunted apartment. Incredibly helpful, though. Really. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Not so spooky, just more helpful. <laughs> yeah. Second, I responded to a possible burglary on a night shift. The report came in that the homeowners believe they heard something in their basement. Well, it came from the basement, so they're going to die. Uh, no, just kidding. They called the police, so it's only 50-50. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I responded and did a quick exterior canvas of the house and noticed a few ground level windows that were all secure. I could see into the basement and didn't see anything out of concern. And I made contact with the homeowners who were two adult sisters. Mm -hmm. They stated they heard what sounded like furniture and items moving downstairs. I asked if anyone else was in the house and they stated that there wasn't. They reluctantly added that they thought the place was haunted. <laughs> Great. <laughs> so Great. they were like, hey, I don't no. think anybody broke into my place, but just so you know, I think it's haunted. Pretty sure their yeah. house is haunted. Like, I don't think there's anyone here, but <laughs> it might be haunted. <laughs> I, love, I love that. Love that for them. So I was directed towards the basement door, which they had pushed a couch in front of. So they had barricaded the basement away from like separate from the house because they're hearing shit moving downstairs and they're like, I'm not comfortable with that. Yeah. Um, So they push a couch in front of it. I mean, logic. That's so fair. Fair. I would probably do the same thing. Call the cops and then hopefully this person can't get out. I proceeded downstairs and stopped at the landing where I could see a full view of the basement. The lights were already on and I noticed a bunch of miscellaneous boxes were stacked oddly centered against the back wall oh weird side note i've responded to some high stress calls in my career active shooters active hostage situations cleared buildings with armed individuals inside oh wow nothing has compared to the level of uneasiness i felt once i crossed the threshold of the entryway into that basement Nope. every fight or flight sensor went off and the hair on my neck stood up i felt unwelcome i quickly checked around the boxes and went upstairs to let the homeowners know i found nothing i never got a call to the house again so i don't know if they had any more issues Blech, fuck uh, i don't like that. it i don't like it i like it i don't want to be here (laughs) Uh, no it's a no for me dog (laughs) it's a big no for me dog yeah all right lastly an old platoon i used to be attached to frequently responded to an allegedly haunted motel for its alarm system going off (laughs) frequently responded to i like that yeah (laughs) one of the supervisors ran into the current owner who was rehabbing it so they were renovating remodeling yeah the owner offered to give my platoon a free tour on one of the evenings off oh that's nice we accepted and had a few odd things occur like what the (laughs) (laughs) the place has a long history of death and odd occupants from when it opened in the early 1800s The tour guide took us to one floor, specifically a room that she stated had a known hostile spirit. 
The walls of the place were just framing, so you could walk through the two-by-fours to access everything. Myself and the guys from my platoon were equipped with pretty high-end flashlights, which we made sure to charge and replace the batteries before we went on this tour. So they were a little spooky. Yeah, they were spooked. They were were like, make sure the batteries work on these goddamn flashlights. Yeah. I had my flashlight on and walked through the framing of this spirit's room. As soon as the flashlight broke the threshold, it went out. Oh, nope. I clicked it off uh, and back so on. <laughs> Still nothing. I stepped out of the room and it immediately came back on. Yeah, no, I'm out. Thank you so much for your tour. I'm going to leave now. And I didn't have a single issue with the flashlight prior entering or for the remainder of the night. Nah. That's it. That's a no for me, Doc. No. That's a no for me. No, that's like, okay, so we were watching, I have to just tell you this. So we were watching this movie last night. And the whole idea of the movie was this person who was live streaming them inside of a haunted house. But it it really was haunted. So he's like live streaming him being haunted. Cool. And um, Alex as a skeptic, I was like, at what point? I'm like, okay, so at what point in this movie, like if you were the the guy, at what point would you be like, oh, fuck this? He was like, oh, like a while ago, I would have been like, yeah, no, I'm not hanging out in this house anymore. Right. He was like, I would not still be there if I found this, or I would not still be there if I saw that. And that's one of those things where it's like, I'm a skeptic, but I'm not stupid. Like- yeah. <laughs> and that's that that flashlight thing. I'd be like, yeah. Nope. Yeah, that's enough for me. Nope. Thank you. That though. is enough for me. Uh, these were really oh. good stories this time. This was really good. Thank you, Reddit. <laughs> Thanks, Reddit. Thank you, Google. Thank you, Darren and our other listener, Josh. Josh. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, everyone. Thank, Thank you, you everybody. for listening to us. Thank yeah. you for sending in stories. Yeah. Thank you to our Instagram listener who or uh, who who asked us about the Bell Witch. We appreciate yeah. the effort. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. An effort was made. Yeah. So there was and it's appreciated. a contribution there. So thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is a great episode. It's it's perfect right before Halloween. Right? Yeah. Get your spook so levels up spooky. and then go out at night, see what happens. <laughs> Speaking of spooky, uh, I think I'm gonna save telling you this story for the Patreon. Okay. But I am going to give a little teaser here. Let's do it. I recently toured a funeral home. Oh fucking with victim services. And I gotta tell you, Paranormal? it was unlike well, no, it was just unlike anything I've ever done before. That's okay. All I'm saying. Okay. I <laughs> if y'all want to hear wait. the rest of that, check out our Patreon because I'm <laughs> I'm putting that on the Patreon for sure. I cannot <laughs> wait to hear this story. Oh my god. Amazing. It was wild. It was a good night. I had fun. <laughs> I had fun. Probably the most fun that should ever be had in a fu- funeral home. <laughs> I was uh. gonna say. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, thank you all so much for tuning in this week and listening to all these spooky stories. And yeah. Yeah. Do you want to be featured in your in our next spooky story episode? Yeah. Well, then you have to send them in. <laughs> send that shit in. Get off your ass and do it. Send it yeah. now. Even if you, you won't think be it's... scrambling in the future. Yeah. And even if you don't think it's like worth it or what it honestly everything every story is right even if you don't think it's paranormal or you don't think it's whatever even if it's just a creepy woman and her demon children at a dunkin donuts let us know (laughs) 
someone <laughs> smiling the wrong way at you. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. We'd love to hear it. So again, you can always reach out to us on all of our socials. We're on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. I think that one's kind of hard, but you know, you guys will figure it out. You're smart. You're smart, yeah. capable, independent. Make a video, people. take us in it. Whatever. Yeah. Seriously, honestly. Yeah. Right? F- if you it. find videos, take us in them. If <laughs> like, you get TikTok famous because you made a video about your spooky story and tagged us in it, I mean, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Take us with you. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> amazing (laughs) hilarious but yeah no thank you everybody thank you to those who did reach out um and again don't be shy send them in if you don't want to be named you can send it anonymously and we will not we will not put your information out there so absolutely if you're afraid of anonymity like you don't have you don't have to worry we will yeah. keep you anonymous. So yeah, but they- lips are sealed. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Amazing. <laughs> yeah. But once again, thank you guys so much. We love and appreciate you. And we'll catch you on the flip side. Stay spooky. Bye.